Hello and welcome to Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast. I am the aforementioned Bedlam, DM of this story-driven, semi-edited, real-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Bedlam Social Hour does contain adult language and occasionally deals with mature situations. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our story. We hope you enjoy. My name is Peyton. I am playing Mirmalnir, the Amethyst Dragonborn Monk. I am on a personal quest to kill a god and find his effigy and shatter it before his followers. Well, I be Percival Steele, and I'm playing Grom the Toothy. I'm a human barbarian from the northern wildlands who's come looking for a fateful death while traveling with his great companions. Hello, I'm Matthew Wagner, and I'm playing Valreal, a rogue gold dragonborn. I'm on a personal quest with my longtime friend Brax to find Medlack and kill him. Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm playing Tyla Lore. Just recently had a will struggle with my general Gwendolyn. Currently working with the party to take down Medlack and help some souls find their bodies and uh, see what else adventure we can get into. Well, hi. I'm Mark McGrath, and I'm playing Brax Rome. And uh, I'm just out here in the world with my buddy V and just trying to have some fun, really, and chase down this Medlack fella. After frantically trying to deduce the cause of Tylalore's catatonic state, the group is surprised to observe her regain lucidity, seemingly of her own volition. Rex took back the offending blood ruby known to hold the soul of the warlord Gwendolith and safely stowed it away from Tylalore. The group proceeded to do their day, all the while mildly suspicious of Tylalore's chipper demeanor. They continued their afternoon by revisiting the bronze cog as well as Clotra's sorceress sundries. Then, equipped with a drawing of a beastie, a potion of comprehend languages, and a pouch full of psychedelic herbs, they set out on the next leg of their journey. Upon departure, Mirmalnir consumed all of the drugs Grom had given him and subsequently proceeded to have an experience that showed him a more divine perspective of what actually transpired between him and his former god. Grom provided aftercare of Mirmalnir's trip, and the defeated Dragonborn expressed his belief that his recently found family had been taken by Ibrahim, the god of family, hearth, and home. It is here we will resume our story, with the party having reached a point in which their path transitions from woodland to a markedly more barren landscape. And so, you look out across the desert before you. You see the azure hues marking the earth-woven lilac nestled in amongst the surrounding crimson peaks. Thunderstorm looming ominous in the distance. And we are going to open this session with everybody giving me a survival roll, please. 13. 26. 16, I mean. 20. 13. Despite your line of sight to the mountain range in the distance, you easily gauge the potential travel time to be two to three days barring any delays. Observing the surrounding terrain features and the intensity of the thunderstorm, Valryl and Tylor, you can tell that the storm is moving, 
but what direction you're not quite sure. You deduce that if you travel towards your destination, there's a chance that your path will intersect with the storm, but you think that the thunderstorm is traveling in your direction. The rest of you, you see that thunderstorm, and you can tell that the storm is moving diagonally, simultaneously crossing your path to the earth-woven lilac, as well as drawing closer to you. Uh, where's everybody sitting currently? Or where... Uh, last I knew, you and me were still inside the coach. I... I was driving the coach. So that pertains to everybody outside. Dang, you look at that. That it just cleared up real quick. Where do you think that storm's going to be hitting us at? I mean, kind of hard to tell which way it's going. Yes. It might hit us, it might not. I really can't tell. I think we could just keep going through because, I mean, shoot, what? It's going to be at least three days to that mountain there. That's where we're headed, yeah? Yeah, that's where we're headed. And, uh, I think it's going to pass right through that our pathway there. And although, where are we going to camp? There's nowhere, there's no trees out there. Is there water anywhere? I mean, camping doesn't necessarily require trees, but the water is a concern. I did buy more supplies at the general store. I'll go ahead and say that. Um, your interaction at the general store with the proprietor knowing that your intent was to go traverse a desert you do have some water rations on you as well i mean i think we just we just head straight on through i don't think that rain's gonna really affect us at all i think i agree with you we'll just keep marching forward and go through but the good thing about out here is we won't have anything sneak up on us i hope we gotta keep an eye out for that uh, little praying mantis thing that those people are talking about little <laughs> You ever seen a big one, really, though? They've always been small, the ones I've seen. Rough time of day. It's coming up, uh, I'll say, 4 or 5 in the afternoon. We wouldn't be pushing into, like, just getting into the desert to camp in the desert, would we? I mean, you ain't afraid of a little sand, are you? Whatever. I don't care. (laughs) I don't think those things are very big. I hear, I mean, where I come from, people used to tell us stories about these fish they caught. You know, huge fish. And it's the same thing with these little bugs. Everyone's got a bigger bug than anybody else. So I think the shopkeeper said that the thing was bigger than Valreal. It ain't that big. It's just neat. I mean, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Okay. I mean. Keep our eye out for this big bug. Yeah. If anything, Miramonero will punch it to death because he's super angry right now. But if it is that big, we we should probably see it coming across the desert, shouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you probably see a trail of sand going behind it, depending how fast it was going. Right. (laughs) You know, as I recall, I feel like there are things that can move in the desert that don't create the obvious distractions as I remember predators tend to blend in with their environment, right? I don't think a bug as big as you're saying can blend in. I mean, that's a big bug. You're going to see that <laughs> son of a bitch coming along ways away. Alright, we will cut into the Hi, how you doing there, fella? You look like you're getting your eyes back. Yeah. Everything feels a bit clearer now. Well, do you hear that? Sounds like a storm. Well, good thing you're getting your senses back. We better go figure out what their plan is. We're making camp or getting soggy. I mean, I wouldn't mind riding through the rain, but... Well, I'm not steering that damnable horse through a storm. That's all you. <laughs> it would probably be best if we bedded down for the night. Brax, with a natural 20 on your survival roll, um, you can tell that that storm off in the distance, it doesn't... It doesn't have a lot of rain. It just has a lot of energy. So it is windy and it is electric. Oh shit, I really don't need that. I've got a bad track record with lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a bit of lightning, but yeah, you just you don't see the 
the deluge that normally accompanies storms of that uh, ferocity. So does it does it seem like it just circles this mountain? Or there's a petrol storm? Uh, n- no, you can tell. It's moving diagonally, st- simultaneously crossing your path to the mountain as well as drawing closer to you. Uh, you have not had enough time of observation to deduce if there's any repeating patterns. Okay. Well, let's hot on up. Yeah. You've already stopped to kind of gauge the, the landscape before you, and... I'm crawling out of the wagon. Oh, come on, stretch your legs. All right, and I'm going to work my way out of the wagon. Roll athletics. 23. That's what I'm talking about. You're fine. It's, uh, you know, if you've ever worked all day and then drove four hours home, kind of kind of like, ooh, ah, but nope, I'm good. You. I don't know. You're the kind of fellow that wears pajamas all day. You're probably pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what are we held up for? Oh, well, look at that. What is that? Just desert. Just clear line like that, huh? It's pretty crazy, really. Just looking at that storm out there, too. Trying to decide if it was going to hit us if we kept going for the night. Well, that depends. Who wants to go through a storm? Are we in a rush? Well, I guess not, really. We're looking for that bug, though, right? Right, but I don't know where it is. Are we going to find it? Said Stelmar, and we're going to find it riding more. Or maybe it's run around that storm. That would be interesting. I didn't really ask how to find it. I just supposed I'd wander around a bit until it jumped out at me. How big, how big do you think this thing really is? Well, it can't be that big. You said it's a bug. I mean, that's, it looks like a bug to me. It doesn't look very big in the picture. I'll hold it out. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look too big. It doesn't look like it can hide behind anything out here. Do I see any type of tracks? Roll perception. Oh, perception. Never mind. Fourteen. Not immediately. I wonder what kind of tracks that thing will make. It doesn't look like it has any wings on it in the picture. And I better keep my eyes out. Guess there's only one way to find out. I better keep my eye out. I suppose. So you're trying to just ride through, eh? What we got, I mean, we got, what, at least four more hours of riding time. We could get quite a ways, quite a ways there. I scowl off into the distance and look at the storm. Notice that it's not so much rain and mostly just lightning and wind. Well, I'm shorter than all of you. I suppose <laughs> it'll be fine. Well, yeah, I just hide behind V when it gets really scary. Especially in the lightning. I'll just hide behind Miramal near. There you go. All right, I'm for it. Okay, well, I'm up for whatever you guys want to do. Hey, Brax, can you tell which way the storm's going? Um, it looks like it's going to the, uh, to the left there a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, maybe we just uh, keep traveling and stop before it crosses our path. That does look kind of exciting. Yes. Yes, it does. And we'll let the gods decide. How fast can you go, horse? Well, I guess we're moving, huh? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, here we go. You continue on into the sands before you. You travel, and who's, who's driving? I am. Gwendolyn. Tylalor. Just checking. <laughs> Tylalor, you've had some experience dealing with horses and carts and coaches and whatnot. Initially, you, know, you don't think really too much of it, but uh, this terrain, there's not a road before you. The horses and Brax and Valeril, you are very familiar with your mounts. Um, the horses don't seem to have too much trouble, but you can tell that uh, that cart, that coach, is, it's bogging down a little bit. And roll me a survival, please. Six. It's probably fine. 
You see Mr. Snugglebottom's kind of working a little bit more than he normally does when he's pulling the cart, but it's here and there. It's intermittent. It's fine. You're doing a good job, Mr. Snugglebottoms. Keep it up. But if that horse gives out, we'll just have Murray pull us down the wagon. Who? Oh, Mermillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have Knuckles pull us down the wagon. Well, let's see here. How many of your critters out, Brax? Oh, somebody threw a goat. <laughs> right? <laughs> I gotta be following us still. Do you think your goat's still back there, right? <laughs> Apparently. How's the goat reacting to this storm? Uh, roll insight. 13? The goat, it's fine. Bear in mind, the storm is still a good ways off, so it's not imminent. It's just out there. But the desert winds and it's blowing. It's uh, The goat is plodding along after its quote-unquote master. You think that if it had its druthers, it probably would have stayed back kind of in the foresty area where there's plenty of things to munch on. Fair. Everybody except Tylalor, roll me a perception. Not one. 21? 13. 23. All right, everybody except Grom sees that Mr. Snugglebottoms is kind of struggling a little bit. It's not overt. It's not like he's bearing down, just trying to drag something with no wheels through a bog, but Miramilnir especially, having driven the coach. should get his fat ass out of the wagon. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get back out of the wagon and walk up to Mr. Snugglebottoms and just assess him. Brax and Valeriel, how you notice that Snugglebottoms is struggling is the pace of your travel. You feel like you're going slow. Is everything, uh, is he doing all right back there? I think he's getting a little wore out. Can I look to see? I, I mean, yeah, I guess I imagine I, I tell it's sand, right? That's the problem. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah, I mean, uh, there ain't no road out here. Um, do we need this cart? How far are we f- from the trees? How long have we been? About a half hour. This is going to be a long time to drag this thing all the way through that desert. I wonder if we don't just double back a little bit and ditch this this wagon here. We're going to be saving a lot of time if we do that. Mirmilnir, you move to Mr. Snogglebottoms and roll animal handling with advantage. 18. Yeah, with an 18, you, you gauge. It's, uh, he's, he wants to, and he's willing to try. But he's got a little bit little bit more lather on him than you feel is appropriate. Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea. Probably won't be able to make any good pace going forward with this wagon. Well, that depends. What other critters you got in your bag there? <laughs> oh, here you go. Oh, we got this. Got this bear. You Is gotta, that one in there? You gotta yell it out when you throw it. <laughs> That's how we get Thaddeus. So All right. Of, I gotta think of the bear and and yell it while you throw it. And hey, didn't you have a giant goat too? Oh yeah, there could be a giant goat. I don't know what else is out there. I mean, I think you can think of anything and they'll come. All right, dragon. Roll a d8. A five. A five is definitely a dragon. I don't have a five yet, which means it's either a rat. A giant boar or a giant goat. The creature manifests, and <laughs> you see, similar to what you already have out following you, except quite a bit larger. A giant goat! I mean... Bigger than our horse. A giant goat's a large beast, so I need to look up a horse real quick. If so, let's just hook them both up. It's twice the pull-in power. That's what I was thinking. That's a good. That's a real good idea. What do you think of that idea, V? Well, if they have the ability to hook up another animal, why don't we just hook up one of our horses? You can hook up Bojack if you want. Chip ain't pulling nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it gets us there quicker, I guess Bojack can help out. So we'll hop down, start tying up that your goat and Chip to the wagon and the big goat. Anybody else want to try to throw one of these things out? 
When we get Thaddeus, he can go into that storm and get electrocuted. Thaddeus. The one. Oh, that's got to be a rat. It is. Oh. <laughs> you see a, a large rodent in the sand. That thing's gross looking. You can't be thinking of Thaddeus as a rat while you throw it. He's got a rat mentality. Jeez. How am I supposed to tie that thing to the wagon? We'll just send him in the storm first, see what happens. A war horse is also a large beast, but I don't think Snogglebottoms is a war horse. Not yet. But he's working out. Let the dice decide. Yeah, let's let the dice decide. A few days of pulling the wagon in this terrain. He will either be a medium beast or a large beast. Uh, roll whatever. Uh, odds or evens. Roll it. That's you, Knuckles. Or you pick. Which one's large? Evens. It's a 17. All right. So he's just a little guy. Let's tie this goat up. Uh, yeah. You can pull it, can't you, goat? <laughs> you have a goat, too. I was going to tie your goat up to it, too. Is that all right? That's fine with me, but he's going to disappear shortly. So they, they could go away at dusk. All right, so you're going to take some time to hook the giant goat up to the wagon? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's have a roll for that. Let's have a whoever's helping to do that. I'll help. It is your goat. You better be helping. Well, I'll use dexterity. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Everybody everybody decide what they want to use. I need a, I need somebody to do something intelligence-based because you know how it goes together. I've got an 18 on dex. I'll, yeah, I'm the one taking lead. I'll tie. I'll show everybody how to tie these things up. Oh, that's not good. I'm just watching. <laughs> I'll do the animal handling. I, did, I took 22. intelligence. That's a five. So I got a five on how to do it. Whose rope are we using? <laughs> So you're just using a random rope out of your packs to not the yeah we're putting the not the actual mechanism that's on snowball bottoms correct yeah and we're putting the 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 big ones in front and the little ones in the back that's how we're gonna do this lineup are we doing like a like reindeer <laughs> like sleigh pole yeah but big one up front because then you know most power in the front and then just kind of towards the back you get front wheel drive I like it which animals end up being hooked to the uh, cart is Bojack gonna be hooked up. We're putting a goat on now, so Bojack's going to sit back here with okay, me. Okay, so it's going to be giant goat. Mr. Snugglebottoms. Mr. Snugglebottoms, little goat. And rat. If we, can, if we can catch that rat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just let him ride on the goat. Roll an attack. <laughs> 11? Yeah, you get a hold, yeah. you, you get a hold of the rat. <laughs> it's pretty docile in terms of because it's a summoned creature. Yeah, it's, it's rat, yeah. Well, they're pretty damn sweet anyway. Let's name him Cheddar Bob. This isn't a New York rat. All right, Mirvalnir, do you have any issue with Mr. Snogglebottoms getting roped into what's going on here? No. All right. Are we all tied up? Actually, Peyton, roll me an insight. 17. You kind of get a feeling there's, I don't know, just a random emotion hits you that uh, Snogglebottoms might be, he's willing to help you out, and he's willing to pull your cart, and he's willing to work for you. But with all these other mooks showing up and trying to participate, uh, you're not quite sure he's happy about that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should just unhook Mr. Snugglebottoms and just hook the goats up and give him a break from being hooked up to this thing. All right, so they take turns, eh? Yeah, this goat looks strong. He could do it. I'm fine with that. That's easy enough to cut this piece of rope out. No. All right. All right, so you cut Snugglebottoms loose? Yeah. All right, logistically, you guys get squared away and are ready to continue on your sandy path. Now we're traveling with gold <laughs> cards. <laughs> Instead of leaving the car behind. Teller, are you uh, hiamuling? Are you still driving? Yeah, why not? 
Who threw the giant goat out? I did. I told him to pull it. He's doing a great job. He's a pretty damned good goat. This rope configuration that you've attached the cart and the animal racks, I'm pretty confident that this is gonna this is gonna work. However, the methodology which you employed um, with that five intelligence roll, you may have overlooked something. <laughs> these, knots, these knots, they're very well tied. They're put together. Everybody pretty much did exactly as you instructed. Very well. But when the giant goat digs in to pull this cart that has, over the time it has taken to secure the cart, has almost seemed sunk a little bit deeper into the sand. As he plods off, there's a piece of your mechanism that just comes apart. The rope doesn't break. It's a strong rope. It's just the methodology of how you put it together. It comes apart, and the goats come off of the cart. Well, shoot, this sand's just too deep. It's, I mean, there ain't no way we're going to get this thing out of here now. I mean, what do we do? What, what do we do here? He's going to leave it? or I mean, those goats should have been able to pull it out of here, right? What, I mean, what else could have gone wrong? It looks like the whole thing fell apart right there. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, oh, right there. Yeah, the part where it's breaking. I'll fix it. Here, give me, give me that. That one. Oh no. There, now it's fixed good. <laughs> I'll fix it. I'll fix it real damn good. Let me see if I can help. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just make Murray carry this damn wagon. Murray, carry this wagon. What stat are we rolling? Ah, that. I don't know. You guys just started rolling dice. <laughs> oh, we're trying to help fix the thing that broke. It's uh, intelligence. Intelligence to figure out how to get it put back together. Yay. You're right. I think the wagon is gone. <laughs> Grab what you can uh, carry. Got an eight on that. So it, it, there we go. All right. You think that's going to hold? Should we try it? Let's do it. I'm gathering stuff out of the bag. <laughs> well, let's see if it works. Slap let's the get back this of the goats. wagon Giddy moving. Up. They take off and the wagon lurches forward out of the sand. And you feel sorry for whoever's having to pull this thing. <laughs> Don't learn these names. Sorry, goat. I was trying for a bear. <laughs> you look strong. <laughs> He'll be gone tomorrow. What do you care? What's the rat doing? Hanging out. I'm petting him. Me and Cheddar Bob are bonding. <laughs> Sharing some of our rations. He seems very content. All right. I'm keeping my eyes open for this critter that we're hunting for. Um, Let's have a well, perception. Well, it's not my strong suit. 13. Noted. All right. You continue on. As you have cobbled together your means of transportation, the giant goat doesn't seem to have too much trouble. Explain to me the logistics of where we are right now. I'm walking beside Mr. Snugglebottoms. I'll also join you for walking. I am still on the cart. I'm beyond Chip, probably up in the lead. Tyler, Lord, let me have a, a roll of some sort. I want you to tell me how you feel about the beast of burden that you are currently in control of. So either animal handling or insight. You can choose. <laughs> well, they're not friends. Same score either way, so nine. All right, everything's fine. The giant goat has been instructed to pull the cart, and he is doing so. But as you travel, Tyler, you're just following after Brax, and I'm sorry, Valerie, you're on Bojack up at front, too. Front, okay. yes. You continue and you come upon what you initially assumed to be another geological feature of the barren landscape. However, once upon it, you see it is a fallen derelict automaton similar to the types that were working in the fields of Econon. I was expecting him to say triangles. <laughs> oh no, it's not that easy. Looking around, you notice a handful of other constructs scattered about the area. Another harvester, 
some sort of quadruped, what looks to be a few arachnid types, all lay motionless, severely weathered by the environment. Well, I, I kind of want to check some of these things out. I wonder, you think there's anything interesting on any of these? Well, I know they told us that, but that they'd take any pieces for money. Yeah, if we, if no one minds, I'm going to hop off, Jeb. I, I want to go check some of these out. I'll check them out with you. Roll an investigation. It doesn't seem like this was always a desert. I wonder what made it like this. Eighteen? Nine? Yeah, between the two of you, you can poke around, and it's pretty much how I, how I described. There are clockwork beasties. You have seen those harvesters at work. You know, they were functional at a time, and you come across the little clockwork spider, and you kind of wonder, like, why would anybody make one of these? But whatever. But they are indeed lifeless. I'm going to harvest any. Yeah, is there any, like, anything that, that looks valuable on them that is easily removable that I can fill my pockets up with? Your initial investigation, I think, will tie into that. Grom, having kind of paid attention in the bronze cog to see the nature of things and what's put together, you kind of have a handle on, like, oh, well, we should take that because I saw one of those on this or whatever. Brax, with that initial nine investigation, uh, maybe not so much. You just think that uh, these things are cool. I don't know, maybe pull off some quote-unquote functional parts. So if you guys want to harvest up some parts, I'll make a note of your investigation now. And I, I suppose if we don't find anything else of interest here, we'll just roll on until we encounter the storm or anything else that catches our eye. Gotta start looking out for a good place to camp. I mean, it's gotta be getting towards that time. Feel like camping in between these automatons. Like right, right here. At least it's a little bit of a break. Feel kind of like a graveyard, don't it? There's things to hide behind in a graveyard, I suppose. And there are a few harvesters. It's a wisdom check for anybody who cares. Nine. How about twenty-one? I have a two on the dice, but a five, so eighteen. Twenty-one. The two out in the field investigating are conversing about what parts to take back. Uh, Anybody who wants to look out and see this gigantic harvester sitting being weathered by sand and time. It's kind of strange that this thing's out here in the desert given what you saw them performing as you made your way into Ekano. It's definitely out of place. Why is it out here? Do you suppose people were trying to set up farms out here? (laughs) Out here? I don't know. I don't know much about farming. Well, I mean, why would you try and farm out here when there's obviously much more lush and plentiful land back there? Unless they're trying to transport it and then got stuck and they left it. That would make sense. Tyler, would you roll me a knowledge history? My nat one plus my minus one means I got zero. What about Gwendolyn? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. It just doesn't make sense. Unless it was trying to be transported. That's the only thing I can maybe come up with is they're trying to transport somewhere and they just gave up because we're having problems with our wagon and that's lighter than this are we back with everybody yeah i feel like you didn't you didn't deviate too far from the wagon or whatever it's fair seems like they've been here for a while you'd think if they got stuck they might have made some effort to come reclaim them at least well maybe they decided they had enough back there or maybe they decided to just build some new ones you guys are talking about these giant things over here, right? Mm-hmm. And what'd you say you thought? They're transporting them? Or just building new ones? Well, we're just confused why there would be one sitting out here. Well, if you ask me, this whole place looks cursed. I bet it was just like that other place over there. And something's happened here. This isn't normal. 
Did you ever see a desert cut in like that? Well, yeah. I mean, usually deserts just kind of are abrupt. It's like <laughs> desert and not desert. It's just like a straight line. Usually they just kind of end. I don't know if I've ever seen it like that. I've seen mountains come straight up. But usually, it's not just a clear-cut tree line. I don't know. Maybe it's different up north. That wasn't up north. That was farther south. I've been wandering for a while, love. Hey, would we camping on these things or not? It seems like they would provide at least a bit of shelter from any wind that might blow through during the night. Yeah, that sounds good to me. What a, V, what do you say? Uh, we could set up camp and maybe scout ahead a little bit before nightfall, see if we can find tracks for these little bugs we're looking for. Yeah, we'll go look for bugs. Let's go look for bugs. I'm assuming for our landscape we don't have anything else. It's just barren except for these things, right? Correct. So we're setting up camp and then scouting around the camp for tracks? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a fair fair assessment. I'm in for that. Alright. Describe to me what you're doing to set up camp. Looking for any spot that has a little bit of windbreaker by one of those large automatons. Just trying to give the horse some shelter and send out some bedrolls. Get a fire going. Who is uh, scouting around? I'll scout around. You're setting up camp. Oh, I thought we were done. All right. (laughs) You guys didn't help, you bunch of jerks. (laughs) They always look for something to do when it's time to set up camp. Where's V at? Of course I He left without me? I can't believe V left without me. I'll I'll help Grom get camp set up. Yeah, naturally, I would help. All right, so you all work together to get the camp set up. These are all the ones that go to the bathroom and take their phone and are gone for three <laughs> hours when you need help. <laughs> and then you can, yeah, whoever wants to look around, scout around the camp, that's fine too. Shall we go as a whole group or should we split up? Definitely split up. Well, you heard the boss. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, if I do survival, I got a 10. 16. 14. I also got a 10. So you traverse the area about your newly struck camp. It's an interesting thing about windy deserts. Just footprints everywhere. <laughs> you wouldn't have suspected it, but there they are, clear as day. Footprints everywhere. Oh, wait, no, maybe that's just the, the pattern that the wind has made on the sand. Oh, that's clearly a boat. It says Medlac right on it. Was <laughs> are custom. No, with those rolls, there's, there's nothing that would trigger any alarms in your in your heads. As you take a look around, rather than the survival, let's have a just a general perception from everybody real quick. Well, as it gets dark, I'd also like to scan from the top of the wagon or from the top of the tallest creature or thing I could climb to look for light distance. Okay. I'll even try to roll my die in the box. 23. 22. 10. 17. 19 from the half-blind guy. That was a really good round of rolls, guys. Good job. Great, we've used them up. <laughs> you have. Unfortunately, there's really nothing out there. So no lights, then? No lights. Your general perception is that uh, you are alone in the wilderness, and the sun has already sank below the horizon and continues to darken your environment. Have I noticed any type of lizards or birds or anything while we've been traveling? There's been an occasional piece of wildlife. All right. Maybe it's not cursed. Just feels cursed. With all of those rolls, you notice that the wind kind of starts to die down a little bit as the sun sets. Well, once camp is set up and we've been, we've done our little patrol. I'm just gonna take my club out and I'm gonna start whittling. Start trying to define the scales and the beasts that's wrapped around it. 
I'm just sitting by the fire, trying to come to terms with everything. Seeing everybody kind of make their way towards the fire, I want to catch V's eye and see if we're doing this thing. Tyler, where do you want to be? Uh, well, I'm next to Grom if it's open. Brax has just made eye contact with Velro. Kind of go start going towards Chip and towards the, my saddlebags. Just kind of see if he gives me any kind of indication. And Valerie, roll, roll insight. <laughs> Are you picking up what he's laying down? 19. There's something you need to talk about? It's the potions, man. Are we taking, oh, am I yeah. taking that potion so or you, not? Yeah. You, you guys are over at the horses now? Well, I mean, I assume the insight, like, let's that's kind of the conversation he gets to have as a head right now with that. With a 19, right? Like, he kind of knows what my... Sure, okay. <laughs> He's doing this with his eyebrows. Yeah. We do it. I'll take the potion and she, she oh, thinks, yeah. right? And yeah. You, a lot yeah. of eyebrows are going on. Blinking in Morse code. Yeah, yeah. Or you can, uh, yeah, take the potion and while we're... Other three while they're all conversating, maybe we can hear it. 21. 22. A 10 again. All right. Mirmonir, you are gazing into the fire, deep in contemplation. Grom and Tylalor. You definitely see some sort of nonverbal communication happening as Brax gets up and makes his way towards the horses. I'm just going to scoot closer to Grom. I wouldn't be concerned about that while I'm carving. Just going to kind of watch them, but cuddle up next to him. I guess now is a good time as any. So when I get the chip, I want to kind of ruffle through my my bags and I'll pull up my harmonica, but I want to secretly sweep down that potion. To Grom, they're always acting kind of weird, like they're hiding something. Well, of course they are. Who isn't? Are we? Are we? <laughs> I didn't think we were. I don't know, love. Everybody's got a secret, and it's fine to have one long as it isn't causing problems for anybody. I suppose. You don't have any secrets, love. Why would I at this point? Well, I'd imagine you swing that sword like you could chop a horse in half. I figured you'd probably done some things. Well, you know I was in a war. Right, which you don't talk about. <laughs> I mean... Secrets are secrets. You get to choose what they are. But I don't think it's that weird. I feel like they have good hearts. Okay. I mean, I probably wouldn't trust my poucher on that Brax. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. That's not very nice. <laughs> I meant for you to hear it. I've been watching. <laughs> and I heard about your screaming flower. No, oh, that was funny. Everyone everyone laughed about that. That was pretty <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> right, Mjolnir? Was, was it funny? Probably not at the time, huh? It's funny now, though. You scream, you scream it from a little flower. I just shake my head and stare back into the fire. I guess it's still not funny. Yeah, to be honest, it sounds pretty funny. No offense, big fella. Yeah, it. looking back on it now, I can see how it was kind of funny. How are you holding up? You've been pretty quiet since the morning. Feels like the fog is mostly cleared from my mind, but I'm just, I guess, trying to come to terms with everything. Where'd you be landing? I'm not sure, to be honest. Hey. It's given me a couple new tasks. I gotta go find the statue, possibly convene with Abriahim, figure out some way to either 
kill or at least diminish Kusodros. Who is Abriahim? Uh, Grom said he was the... He's the god of family. Earth. Oh. What gods do you worship, love? Or do you worship any? Well, I suppose that's a great question. These days I'm not so sure. How long does it take for my potion to kick in? It's like immediately. Okay. And so let's interject here for that moment. And I would like everybody except Brax and Valryl because you know what's going down. Let's roll a perception. Oh! 13. Nat 20 and a 2. Uh, so my 2 would be a 7. Uh, Brax, would Nine. you roll me a sleight of hand, please? It's a 13 on a die. Oh, yeah. You got away with it. Yeah, it's a 16. Yes, you quaff that potion with no problem. Once you do... You now are privy to, you thought it was just a single person's service thoughts, <laughs> but now you are privy to anybody you focus on's surface thoughts. <laughs> well, here we go. You kind of have to focus. It's not just inundated with everything. While you are under the uh, effects of the potion, uh, if you focus on somebody, even mildly, you're going to get their service thoughts. It is a little bit overwhelming at first. Because it is kind of a cacophony of various things, and then you realize, okay, wait, I need to focus on. I guess I'm not totally sure how I react to it. Um, I'd be by the horses still when it all hits me, so I'd probably just try to play it off back there until I'm able to kind of just slowly move my way back, yeah. Let's have a wisdom. Just a straight wisdom, so 16. You handle the influx of information. You downplay it, no problem. I'd probably bounce between these two right now. Like... God, she's real annoying. We're not looking at anything. So she's looking at child lord. Okay, shit. My big eyes. <laughs> where, where are we at in our conversation? <laughs> I had just asked you what you, what gods you were following. Well, I guess I don't know anymore. Well, it was Azrulian, but shh. Who knows these days? Azrulian? What? Azrulian. Are we looking for a tooth from somebody with Azrulian? I'm talking out loud. I'm just, I'm not a very smart person. Hey, we're trying to find Azrulian's tooth. Is that a, that ain't God, is it? I thought that was some kind of demon. Well, I suppose it is. But what determines the difference between a demon and a god? Internally, I'm thinking. What does it matter if it's such a worship? Yeah, I, I guess I'm not sure what uh, what the difference is. This, hey, V, um, aren't you supposed to be help? I, I feel like you should be asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Passing the bug. <laughs> we had a deal. I take the mind. Did you say that out loud? I did, yeah. <laughs> Brax, you need to calm, calm down. Calm down. But that was loud enough for them to hear. Yeah. I'm looking at you really confused and suspicious. He's he's drinking again. He's got a problem. What? You got a problem. Roll deception. That one. Roll insight. 20. You're very aware that Valroll is talking out his ass. I'm keeping my face straight. I'm not. I got a five. <laughs> no, he rolled a one. Oh, <laughs> that guy's full of shit. I don't want to be catching any damn screaming bugs or anything around here. Don't you be fucking with me, Brax. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, Tyler, how how long are you going to want uh, Brax here to hold on to that blood ruby with Gwendolyn in it? Well, as I mentioned, you know, I'd rather hold on to her to keep her close, but I understand... Did she mean that much to you? Well, duh, she was my general. Well, duh, I need that stone to return it to the body. 
Well, I guess that makes sense. Uh, you really liked her and... Liked her. I freaking loved her. So, when you're in that trance, what were your thoughts? Like, what were you doing? Hey, yeah. What were you up to, love? Daydreaming? I... I don't know. I was trying to commune with Gwendolyn, I guess. Do you remember any of it? As he slightly scans over onto a little bit of Grom's attention, all you hear is... Well, Gwendolyn's a title or whatever she is, she's pretty damn fun to hang out with her. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. What? What? <laughs> what? Are you answering me? I was talking to nobody. I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry, I was I was thinking something, and then it seemed like you answered me. Well, that's that's weird. I, but that was just crazy weird. I I feel like that that's just. Damn, I better not say that. How do they not think I'm Tylor? Oh my god. So you don't remember anything from that trance? Nothing? No. Nothing at all. Not at all. Why do they keep asking the same questions over and over? Well, after that trance, you've been pretty chipper. You keep saying that. I like it. I'm just thinking in my mind. Now that she's gone, I'll have to find and kill this drug and don't care of myself. I'm just probably going to hang out on you for a minute. Try not to say much of anything. I'll shoot. It's getting pretty dark. At that, I'm going to excuse myself to go and I want to climb up something so I can kind of keep an eye out. I'll take first watch. Well, I'll, I'll take, uh, I mean, I'm... I'm pretty wide awake, too. I, w- I wouldn't mind staying up for a little bit longer. As Grom volunteers to take first watch. Made a good choice, partner. Out loud. Okay, I guess I'm going to turn in. Hey, good night, love. Good night. Can't wait till you can come cuddle me. In my mind, I'm just thinking. Probably can't meditate the old way. I'm going to figure out something new to do. I'm not going to find that damn bug. I don't see anything out of this. Well, I'm getting tired. I think I'm going to go lean against this automaton. Rest my weary eyes. All right, bud. You you have a good night now. Yeah, I hope you got, got something from that motion. I don't know if I got anything, man. I'm telling you what. It was just it was just all craziness. Brax, I think you're tired. I think you need to lay down. You're just talking rambles right now. Oh, you, you know what? Roll yeah. deception. Everybody can still hear. So roll uh, insight. I have 23. 7. 17. 6. Yeah, you know what? You, you're right. I, maybe I should uh, go lay down for a little bit. Maybe I'll just do like a five-minute nap and see if I feel better after that. Probably a good idea. I'm going to go set up with Grob and see if I can hear anything since the wind's dying down. That, sound, that sounds good. Brex, you are going to do what? I'm going to... Lay down. So pretty much just be looking at Mjolnir then. Laying down on the ground looking at Mjolnir. I'm trying to meditate around the fire. and My mind's just racing and replaying the events from my spirit vision in it. How much of a picture of that do I get? Not a lot. I feel like you're picking up the emotions that he's feeling from reliving it. He's thinking and he's thinking and then all of a sudden there's this anguish that washes over you. It's almost... It's powerful. It's almost overwhelming. And then the sadness, and then anger, and then... She was so young. Can't believe. Oh, hey, hey, big guy. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just sitting here, laying here, and I feel like, uh, I feel like I can just feel your head racing. 
Uh, there's just a million different things going on at once. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you know how to do this, but this is sometimes, but there's not really woods around here. I like to meditate in woods, but would you be interested in trying to just do a sit down and meditate with me? Just usually just try to work on your breath. Just, just focus on your breath, really. I was wondering if you might be interested in doing something like that with me. Uh, sure. Well, sit up. And then I'm just thinking. Damn, I must not be hiding that well. Um, guess I'm gonna go sit, kind of by Brax, and work on slow, deliberate breaths. And I would basically just try to. Anytime I feel, I just focus. Anytime his thoughts wander from breath, I would bring up breaths again. I'm guiding him into meditation and not trying to be part of the meditation. Once you calm down, Mirvalnir, and once you kind of settle into that rhythm, is there any surface thoughts that might bleed over into Brax's perception at this point? I'm kind of thinking back to some better times from when I was younger, like the day that uh, I helped my friend Valtil get up to kind of a high rock ledge so he could jump out and scare the elder. Brax and Nyerskayak would appreciate that. Or the there was the time I was trusted to uh, take some scrolls to the uh, pedestal podium area, and uh, I accidentally dropped one in the river, and I just played it off like this was all I was given to bring over. Or the time I got a small spliny fish stuck down my throat, and uh, Sharthak had to dig in there with his hands and pull them out and eventually my thoughts will just start to drift kind of just remembering what I can of time in the cave and eventually they'll play back to that day how long does this potion last I'm gonna say an hour because potion okay so from starting from our meditations time to like where he is now, where he's starting to get out of where I want him to be. How long has it been? I'll say it's probably been about half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, my abilities to read thoughts have, will start to dwindle. And I'll notice this with him as... They, I, I, if you want to stick with him through the duration, then yeah, you'll, you'll feel it taper off. I think as it as it does, I'll, I'm going to get up because I know, you know I'm about done with meditation. I'm just going to... You're kind of a little rascal, you know that? I can't... I can't you got some pretty funny stories, man. And I'll just go back, lay down. I'm going to look at him as he's walking away and just think like psionic mind to him. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll talk to you tomorrow and I'll just go lay down. <laughs> All right. We're going to back up in time for a moment uh, to the point where Valriel crawled up to on top of the wagon to... Sit with Grom. Hey, Val. Coming to hang out for a watch, eh? I, I sure did. Uh, just wondering if you uh, can hear anything or see anything while you've been up here. I haven't seen a thing. This, this desert just seems so desolate. Nothing around. And I suppose that's what deserts are about. But this one's particularly good at it. I hope we can find this damn bug. Well, we'll get to that hill tomorrow. Or that mountain tomorrow. Maybe it'd be better to look around that thing. It doesn't seem like there's anything out here. Nope, not at all. Still kind of strange why all this equipment's sitting out here. I'm just wasting away. 
Boy, I tell you, I feel like this whole place must have been cursed. It doesn't seem natural to me. Kind of getting the same vibe. Been watching that storm. It doesn't feel right. I guess we'll we'll find out sooner or later what that storm's all about. My Brax and I packed a bunch of those little gizmos into the back of the wagon. Hopefully that'll buy us some fun new toys. I'm hoping it gets me an eyeball. Read that whole book. Have you ever read a book? Can't, can't say that I have. You should try it. It's amazing. You don't say. Like, that amazing? I'm willing to buy an eyeball for it. <laughs> it's like I'm right there. Like I can see it all. I don't know. It's wild. Maybe you'll have to teach me. Well, I am figuring it out. All right, truth be told, it's really easy when you drink the potion. I haven't really figured out all the squiggles yet. What they say, you just keep looking at them. So I just keep looking at them. Even after the potion, you don't have no idea what it says after you, you drink the potion and can read it? No. No? No pictures or nothing. But I know what it's about. But I can't wait to read more of it. Well, you ought to tell us once you have finished the book what it's all about. I will. If we make it that long. I don't know how long again we have until that damnable demon comes. Hasrulian? That was his name. Well, if we do defeat him, then we'll have some stories to tell. Oh, and what a glorious death it'll be if we don't. I think on that, I'm going to just go ahead and pass my watch. Both of you roll wisdom. 14. 19. And then follow that up with a perception, please. Oh, that's my bad one. 7. 7. Copycat. Sorry. I learned from the best. Your watch passes. You chat about this, that, and the other thing. The mundane. And your watch passes without incident. You do reach a point where if you do want to get a full night's sleep, you realize you have to get some sleep. Hey, let's go wake up, Rax. Yeah, kind of tired. I'll go get him up. Nice. So I'll walk over and nudge him. That dog crawl off the bed? Oh, yeah, what, what's that? Yeah, it's, it's your time for watch, my friend. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I can I can do that. You going to be all right? Yeah, I'll get, just got to get up, you know, get me some water. Just kind of fell asleep here for a second. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, so I'm going to go off the bed as I walk away. You sure you're good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm All good. Right. I'm good. If you need, need any help, just, just wake me up. All right, I will. Thank you. And I'll go over by the fire and try to wake up a little bit. Do you have a little bit of a headache from that potion? No worse than any hangover that you've had. Okay. Roll me a, a wisdom saving throw. Nope. It's a nine. Nine? Nope. You managed to stay awake. Your lids are heavy. I'm pretty tired. That's crazy day. There's a lot of stuff going on in my mind. And then uh, follow that up with a perception, please. It's a seven. Did you guys get sevens? Tommy cat. <laughs> Jesus. Huh. I'll be darn. Seven. Your watch passes without incident. You reach a point where you realize, I need a little bit more sleep if I'm gonna get rested tomorrow. I'm going to wake up Mermel near, because Tyler was kind of scares me still a little bit. <laughs> my turn for watch? Yep, it is. Alright. Have a good one. Let me know if we need anything. Yep, will do. And I'm going to give myself night vision. Your proactiveness in staying up by giving yourself night vision will negate the necessity for a wisdom saving throw. However, roll me a d20. I got a six then. Six on the 20? Yeah. I'm very concerned now. <laughs> As I probably should be. Mirror near. Ah, shit. Would you roll me a perception, please? Natural 20, which equates out to a 23. Very nice. You 
ready yourself for the watch that is going to take you into the dawning hours of the morning. And you spend your monk energy to see in the dark. And it does benefit you because towards those wee hours of the morning, you look out into the desert. It's still dark. The sun hasn't quite started to show its colors. And you see off in the distance two tiny pinpricks of light almost uh, unearthly arcane blue and you track them and they're moving laterally to you but then they're moving back the other direction to your right and then they're moving back to the left and oh wait are they getting closer they might be getting closer and then at a certain point after you've tracked them back and forth once or twice they stop they almost flare and you think are those eyes those might be eyes with your natural 20 of perception something's looking at me and then we will piggyback off of your 23 perception you see off to the side that same arcane blue flare in the sand and you hear a rustle off to your right and you look and there's another arcane blue flare in the sand just beneath the surface and then you look back to the original pinpricks that you thought were eyes and you see a swirl of sand has come together and has approached you rapidly to form a snarling canine-faced humanoid whose eyes shine with an eerie blue glow and I'm gonna need an initiative roll that's a six <laughs> oh no and the arcane blue that was just under the surface of the sand pops up and you see these constructs. These clockwork, they're almost arachnid in nature. But oh boy, their feet are razors. And they are definitely a threat. And we will start with this dog-faced sand creature popping up in your face as you were, were distracted by these other two entities. And he is going to lash out at you with a claw strike. What is your AC? 16. All right, that is a 19 on the die. You take seven slashing damage, and he follows through with another claw that you manage to skirt away, and he misses. Now it is your turn. I'm going to aim directly at him, and I'm going to utilize a breath weapon straight into him. And I imagine the loud kind of thundercrack of sound that emits from my mouth would wake everyone up, especially with our close proximity. Everybody else roll initiative, please. I rolled a nat 20 on the save. So you take half. So you'd take four damage. Once I have utilized my breath weapon, I'm going to expend a key point for a fury of blows. All right, so one of those is a nat one, and then the other one is a 16. 16 will hit. 10 points of damage. Your flurry of blows cracks into this sand creature. Your fists almost sink in, and actually two of the strikes do, but your follow-up. You found something, and you feel your fist game purchase, and you know instinctively that you have done some damage. This little metallic spider to your left shoots out this thin filament of thread and it sticks into your bicep. It doesn't even hurt. And you're like, what the heck? But then it closes distance, and as it lands... Could I use deflect missiles to repel it? I will take a dexterity save. Oh, I'm proficient in that. Uh, that's an 11. You're not quite quick enough. You deflect that filament, but last second, it already had 
established its trajectory and it lands on you. As it lands, you see all eight of those legs and in razor sharp pieces of metal and it lands almost in your upper chest shoulder region and several of those legs bite in pretty hard and they dig in cutting muscle and sinew for nine hit points worth of damage. I will go ahead and take another reflex save for the second one that is trying to do the exact same thing. That was a 13. Okay, I'm going to say that it has already traveled on its trajectory, but with a 13, it lands at your feet and scuttles up to you, but you know what's up, and you kind of dance away from it for a little bit. And that said, Grom, would you like to go ahead and take a turn? Yeah, as the hairs on the back of my neck start to stand on end, my alert nose catches the whiff of oil and metallics. The hair spring to my feet and assess the situation. What do I see? About that time is when you see that metallic spider almost flying across the campsite towards Mirmalnir. Yes, the blast you were already stirring before that happened. Yes, you see that dog-faced sand creature standing before Mirmalnir. You see this metallic spider with razor-sharp ends attached to his left side and the other one scurrying up trying to attack Without the sight of enemies attacking my friends, I throw my head back and roar into the air. And I'll start to transform and rage out. My snout extends and my fangs grow big. I'll kick Tylalor with my feet as I start charging at this dog-faced beast. And I'm jumping on it. I'm going to bite its face. The big one's mine! So, reckless attack. Uh, 21. That will hit. Right, I'm biting him. Shove your elongated snout into this maelstrom of sand. Eleven. And you get a hold of something. Since he's attacking my friend, I'll bite him again. Nat twenty. Ten. On that assault, he's going to turn towards you. I would imagine so. His first strike is a little bit out of sorts. He's confused. But that sand... You think that that sand wouldn't do too much damage, but it coalesces into a blade and it cuts across your chest. So it would be eight slashing damage, which is reduced to four. Uh, everybody's aroused from the massive noise that Mirmalnir uttered forth. That said, Grom, go again. Brax, you're on deck. I'm gonna grapple a sand monster. <laughs> Roll athletics. All right. I'll do it with athletics. 21. Nope, he does not have proficiency. Uh, you succeed. I grapple him. I want to bite his face. Go for it. Ah, handful of me spitting out sand for a week. 16. Roll damage. 12. I don't know if there's any kind of throat on this bastard, but I'm trying to bite it. Brax, what would you like to do? All right, so I'm gonna. my first thing, I'm going to stand up, and what I see right now is basically like a swirly dog demon man made out of sand, and then two little spiders on the ground. Uh, one of them is on me. On you. Yep, one of them's on Miramal near his chest area. The other one is trying to climb up his leg. So after I stand up, I will do cast Sacred Flames on the one crawling on his leg. What's your spell, DC? Should be 14. I rolled a 5. You take 8 damage. Radiant damage, if that makes any difference. All right, Tyler. I am going to pull my sword and just step in and try to attack whichever's closest to me. Uh, probably the sand doggy guy. I'm all wrapped around it. Don't swing too wild. Do I have a clear action to be able to try and hit without landing on Grum? It's going to affect the AC. Leave it alone. I got the big beast. You get out of here. 
Okay, so I'll go after one of the two that's... Uh, the one on Mermelner's leg? On Molly, yes. I did scream the big one was mine when I was charging in. Twelve to hit. A twelve to hit. You bring your sword in, and you realize at the last second that, oh, I might hurt my friend. And so you divert your blow. <sighs> Dang it. As a level five fighter, you have two attacks per action. Okay, so then I will attempt a second attack. That is also a twelve. <laughs> Same thing. You're, you're, you're not quite like, oh, I don't want to hurt him. Little, little groggy. Yeah. Two different dice. Right. Both the same number. I'm going to reach up. How big are these spiders? Like, I can grab the main body of it or, oh. With your big ass hand? Yeah. I want to rip this thing off my chest, and I just want to try and start tearing legs off of it. Roll me athletics. I'm going to roll to see if you take... Oh, yep. Uh, so you take two hit points of damage as you tear it out of your flesh. It had to come out at some point. And then go ahead and roll athletics to see how well you dismantle this thing. It's got a lot of frowny faces down there. Hold on, I gotta do math. Oh. 16. 16? 16. Oh, 16's not bad. Okay. Roll me a... D6. D6. You get one leg. Comes out. It's kind of caught up on something, but then you get it finally torn out. That's a four. Valryl. I'll go and attack the one on the leg because it's paying attention to him. What are you using? My sword. Hopefully I don't cut your leg off. <laughs> right. Got a five. Kind of in the same boat as Tylor. So if you actually swing, but Mirror dances out of the way at the last second. Your strike hits the ground. By bonus action, I'll disengage again. You're going to move back? Yep. We're back to the sand creature. Here comes a few more claw attacks. Uh, either way, uh, both claws miss, so you are all up in his business, and he doesn't quite know what to do with that. He's going to die. That's what he does with it. Teach him. Your turn. All right. I'll bite you. <laughs> try to grab onto its little horns there so that he can't get away from me while I bite its face off. Got a 21 to hit. Seven. And for my next one was... Way more than 21. And for another seven. I'm trying to lock my teeth on its face. As you can't shake me loose. <laughs> and the sand, this corporeal entity that you had a hold of, all of a sudden just turns into sand and ah. drops to the ground. And you Trying to scoop my hands through it as it's falling to look for anything of substance to keep. Damn you! And that moves us to Brax. I want to do sacred flames on the one he's holding. Does not succeed. I rolled a three. Four damage. Little ball of flame in your hand. Yeah, that's my turn. And we're two tower. Throw that thing in the fire! I'm gonna go ahead and try to attack again. Does 20 hit? Indeed it does. That would be a nine. And then a second attack. That would be a 22. Roll damage. How about a 10? Steel sparks flying off this thing. <laughs> and we're two Mirmelnir. Well, I'm going to use my double attack, and then I'm gonna swing a bonus action at it. 12. 12 does not do any damage. That's a 16 for the second one. 16 will hit. Takes 11 damage. Then for the final attack, hit is a 20. That's another 11. Tell me what that looked like. I threw it on the ground, and I tried to immediately stomp on it, but I missed, so I went to my knees and just started throwing punches center of mass. Uh, bring this to Valrel. So I'm going to try to grab it, the other one off his leg, and do the same thing. Try to grab it and just pull it off. 17. 17. You succeed. You rip that thing off of his leg. Mirmelnir. Sorry, brother. You take three hit points of slashing damage as this entity is torn off your flesh. What would you like to do with it now that you have it in your hands? 
I'm probably gonna I'm gonna throw it away to try to get advantage on it. Throw it to my right towards the fire. Mm, roll me a d20. Fourteen. It lands just on the outskirts of the fire. Um, that was your action. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay right there. And now we are at Grom. How does Knuckles look right now? Does he look like he's having a hard time? On a scale of one to twenty-nine, I am an eight. Well, hurry up with that little thing. He's cut. He's bleeding. You know? Oh, he's he's all messed up. All right, I'll go rescue him. No, because it yeah, like he, he just tore something out of his chest and he tore something out of his leg, so he's bleeding quite a bit, but he's healthy. I'm still punching. All right, I'll I'll step in front of my wife and I'll pull out my axe and already an attack. If it comes near, I'll cleave it in two. So you're holding an action? Yes, please. Rex. I'll shoot an arrow at the one that's in the fire. It is a 20. Roll damage. Uh, so six. That arrow just right dead center. But it still is very viable. Tyler. I'm going to attack that thing that's on Molly still. You mean under. Oh. Yeah, he's on his knees just pounding the crap out of that thing. I guess if Molly is pounding that thing to crap, I'm going to turn around and go after that other thing. If I can close distance and still make an attack, I'll do it. If you go to the right of Grum, you run through the fire. If you go to the left of Grum, you do not run through the fire. Which would you like to do? I would prefer not to go through the okay, fire. So please. you take the extra few feet of movement and Grum, you were surprised to see your wife just like shoulder past you. Eh, fair enough. <laughs> How's oh, a 23 shit. sound? Net 20. Net 20? Alright. Yeah. I suppose that probably hits. I would hope so. Six for damage. It's going to be a 21 to hit. That will hit. That's another six damage. This is a surprisingly hardy little beastie. Miramalnir. I'm taking my three swings at it again. So the first one's going to be a 19. Next one's an 18. And the last one is a natural 20. So roll the damage for the first two. Uh, Six, seven... So six and seven, and then roll your die, double it, and then add your modifier. Eight plus five, 13. 26 damage. This thing is looking busted, <laughs> but it is still trying to lash out at you. Valro, what would you like to do? I'm going to charge at the one past the fire with my sword, 16. That will hit. Roll damage. Because Tylor is right there next to it, yes, so you would get sneak attack damage. So it's three D6s. It's 11 plus six was 17. Tylor. You see Valryl charge around the side and just plunge his sword into the center mass of this thing. And it's almost like those legs had springs and he hit the release and the thing just explodes. And that brings us to Grom. I'll turn around and I'll sit and watch Murray's little fight here. Put my axe away. Molly's little fight here? Ha! Knuckles' little fight here. I know he'd be pretty embarrassed if I helped him with such a little thing. Rex? I'm going to do Sacred Flames on the one he's, he's on top of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to do Sacred Flames on it. All right. Uh, natural 19. So no damage. No damage. Nothing yep. happens. Nope. Not this even one, a flame happens. This one misses. I'm just going to sit down, too. Tyler? Well, it seems like uh, Molly has it well in hand, so I'm just going to let him go. Swinging my three attacks again. This thing is looking ragged, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Quit fooling around there, Knuckles. Let's see, I rolled a natural one, a two, and a four. Oh, wow. Ouch. <laughs> you got a story for this oh, one? Oh, no. Yeah. What's this look like? 
with that natural one, I went to swing and it reflexively swung up and it buried one of its blades in the horn on my head. And for six damage. For six damage. That's that's why one of my horns is broken. It sliced it clean off and went straight into my skull. Ugh. And uh, I spent the rest of my time trying to dislodge it. All right. Is everybody going to just stand by and let him finish this? Well, not if I just saw him get his ass beat. If I saw him get his ass beat, I'm going to charge over there and right. kick it off him. Valryl, what would you like to do? It's still uh, still kicking. Lodged into his face. Barely. It's in your face? <laughs> I don't even know what I want. I ripped the last one out of him. I don't want... I picture Grom and I running up together and, like, each grabbing whatever is holding him and, like, ripping it apart to free him. I'm just, I'll just move in. The thing only has two hit points left. Yeah, so Grom and I, we both run in on either side. We pull each, like, the legs we need to to pull it apart and rip it apart from him. I am kind of shaking my head because I'm embarrassed that we're doing this. Like, damn it, Knuckles. I mean, you can let someone else do it, but... No, I can't let him get beat up. <laughs> All right, Merman, you'll, yeah, I'm, I'll do this. I'll, I'll, I'll make it feel okay when it, when they pull, okay? So when you count three and pull, I'll, I'll make it feel okay. I'll cast Cure Wounds when it, as soon as they pull. Count I'm just sitting three. here shaking my head like, I can't believe this happened. <laughs> <laughs> you don't headbutt sharp things. <laughs> he gets wild over here. Yeah, I'm fine with that. One. Two. Three. three. <laughs> <laughs> tears apart. I just throw the leg I rip off of it behind me. Brax lets the magic that he had prepared loose and heals Mermelner for how much? For ten. Hey, serves you right for sleeping on watch. Looks like he can't yell at you for that anymore, can he, Val? (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) You remember how a watch works, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wake up to you getting in a scuffle here. You're supposed to tell us. I'm gonna look at I'm going to look at Grom and think. I was awake for all of it. I was just trying to discern what the lights that were coming at me were before I woke you all up for what could have possibly been no reason. I mean, I walk up to him and I kind of put my hand up to his horn and check out this big gash in his head. Like, oh, that'll be a beautiful scar for your mate. She'll love that one. We won't tell her it's from such a small little thing. <laughs> I'm going to just start tenderly looking at the kind of semi-healed, I'm assuming several tears in my chest and through my calf, and I'm going to reach down and pick up the sliced off end of one of my uh, horns and examine the some of the blood coming out of it and throw it into the fire. <sighs> this is going to hurt tomorrow. <laughs> Well, that dog thing escaped. But we can throw these things in the wagon. How the hell did they get up on you? Everybody roll knowledge arcana. 19. Six. Well, I rolled another six, so. So did I. 19. <laughs> There's three sixes. All right, the two 19s. It's interesting that the, the pile of sand that's left there, the two 19s. Wait a minute. No, that thing's dead. It didn't escape. There's enough residual there to know that the damage that you inflicted. Uh, maybe it just died like that. Yes, I think you definitely killed it, Grom. Did you get uh, it after all? Still spitting sand out of my mouth. How'd it taste? It's nothing to bite. I didn't even feel like I was hurting it. I'm gonna find something to scoop some of that sand into. Take one of the little sacks from the wagon. I want to look at Grom and think 
it was weird. I noticed two little bright blue flashes out there. They started moving, and it was it was like how a serpent moves through the water, just side to side. And as I was watching it, I caught some flashes out of the corners of my eyes, and these two little spiders were here next to me, and well, my focus was on that, that sand thing was right up on me. Who'd have thought anything could sneak up on us out here? Well, I imagine it's got to be pretty easy when the thing sneaking up on us is made of sand. Well, those ones aren't. I feel like if I speak out loud, it's going to be some expletives and something about pain, but... It's all right. We're just watching Grom talk to himself. I'm going to walk over and pick up these two spider things, and I'm going to walk them over to throw them in the back of the wagon. Did you say that thing's really dead? It looks like it, I suppose. At first, I thought it just maybe ran away. <laughs> like it just, I don't know, I don't really feel like I hurt it. But, but I think this pile was it. <laughs> As I scoop some more of it into this little bag, tie the top off and throw that in the back of the wagon with these two little monsters. Don't worry, we won't tell anybody how small they were when it kicked your butt. We better come up with a good story of something big. I'm going to look over to one of the... Uh large dead automatons around us. I'm just going to look at Grom and think, Just tell him we took one of these down. I like it. It's definitely a better story than you got beat up by this thing the size of my hand. I'm going to take, pick up the chunk of that arm that you ripped off at the beginning. I'm just going to hold on to that for a moment while we're sorting ourselves out. It is surprisingly razor sharp. I want to try to break it. I'm trying to, like... Break it at the joints so you can have, like, a knife. Well, mostly I just want to see if I can feel any kind of spirit or soul in this thing when it breaks apart. All right, let's uh, have an athletics to see how easily it breaks. Not easily. Ten? Yeah, it's uh, made of some pretty sturdy stuff. Well, I'll keep working on it until I get it. But when I do get it, do I feel anything? Let's have a... Just feel like it's just metal. It's an insight check. Thirteen? These things don't have any soul to them. What do you do with a beast that doesn't have any soul to it? I can't believe these parts are valuable to anybody. It's weird that it even just, like, attacked. I mean, what? Usually someone's got to tell it to do something, right? Like, why Why would these little things just do it on their own? And who would make such a thing? Do they even have to eat or anything? Like, what are they trying to get from us by attacking us? I want to go back and grab one out of the wagon. And I want to start looking it over for any, like, symbols or iconography that might be the mark of a maker. Roll investigation. Seven. No, you don't really find anything. I was half expecting to see Medlock's name on this thing. Well, let me see here. I'll take a look if I can. All right, go for it. That's worse. Hey, Brax, what are you you looking at? I was looking at this broken thing that we just busted up. Well, why were you looking at it? He said that Medlock's name was on there, but he was (laughs) joking, I'm sure. Let me look at it. All right. Let me see. Eleven. This damn thing, no, nothing on it. I told you, you it was it, broken. It's right there on the bottom. You're not even looking in the right spot. Let's throw it back in the wagon. Well, are you all right, fella? I think so. <sighs> you want some more healing? No. I. It looks like he needs some more healing. I think I'll be fine. I'm going to reach up and just tenderly. <sighs> Do you got any spells that'll cure his pride? 
No, I don't think so. You said what time of day was it that they came up? Oh, it was the last watch. So it's like the sun is just fixing to rise. All of our animals just disappear at dawn. Dawn the next day, yep. I'll go over and take a seat next to Knuckles. Hmm. Boy, Knuckles, you sure have a lot to learn about being a slayer. You got to find a glorious death to the biggest, most insane monster you can find. Not these little ones. You'll get it. You're still young yet. Maybe for you these little ones are easy, but for me they're just almost too small and quick. (laughs) I guess I didn't really think of that. I've never really fought anything that small on purpose. I've sat on something once. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, where's the rat? (laughs) He's all right. He's up here. Oh, he's gone now. Oh, it poofed. Cheddar bomb! No! <laughs> <laughs> the first vestiges of light are starting to break over the horizon. <laughs> and now our wagon is just stuck here. Yep. Looks like it's time to abandon the wagon, guys. Well, not until we make some breakfast. Alright, well, I suppose I'll, I'll start making breakfast and getting us all ready for our day. I would like to point out that um, if everybody just wants to be awake and continuing with their day, you are facing a point of exhaustion because this happened in the last watch, and Tylolor and Mirmelnir are the ones that have had a full rest. So Grum, Brax, and Valryl, you're going to need a little bit more rest if you want to be rested for the next day. Oh, well, I'll go back to sleep. I'm going to look at Grom and think, I'll start getting stuff ready. You just, y'all just go back to bed. Hey, do you mind staying up with him on? He hasn't been the best on watch lately. <laughs> I've got this, honey. I can do it. <laughs> Roll back over it. Go back to sleep until breakfast is ready. Yeah, sounds good to me. I'll, I'll just curl up then, too. I'm going to do the same. All right, so you make the necessary arrangements to get a full night's rest. I only stood up during this whole battle. I stood up and I sat back down and went to bed. Imagine I've walked off kind of behind the wagon from everyone and I've kind of just started uh, looking into my kilt, looking for kind of sections of cloth I kind of tear out of the many folds to kind of start like wrapping up my ankle and my head. In the interest and anticipation that our cart's going to get left behind here, I'm going to kind of start gathering things and getting it ready so that it's easy to carry out when we leave and start getting breakfast going and stuff. Alright, as you make an effort to take care of the logistics and functionality of your journey, you let the other three Have some respite, and then eventually the sun breaks the horizon. And it is at this point that we will go ahead and say we will pick up next time. This has been Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast, a Peace in the Chaos production. Please check out our link tree in the show notes for our social media connections, and please rate and review us on your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you once again for listening, and as always, work hard and be kind. Hi, I'm... I'm Peyton. I'm playing Mirmelnir. <laughs> I'm like so mad at my god right now. I'm trying to find a statue and like break it. <laughs> Careful what you put into the microphone. <laughs>